You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, and welcome to Gospel Theory, where Isaac, my son, and I will talk to you about finding Jesus Christ through all the rumors, the myths, and the incorrect definitions. Today, we are going to be talking about Eastern and Western thinking. What? What's that? And why is it important? Yeah, why is it important? How does it relate to back to Christ? Do we have to always relate back to Christ? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure. I'm kind of beating that, kind of trying to make that point. Is it because you're in the seminary program now and they're forcing you to? Yes. That no, too. They aren't forcing you to. <laughs> but it is a, it's definitely Christ-centered, learner-focused, and scripture-based. And that's what we're all about here on this podcast as well. Yes, so. we are. Yes, we are. Okay, so let's talk about the differences. Okay, so we in the Western culture uh, are analytical, right? Mm -hmm. We are timeline driven. We are numbers. We are scientific method, you know, do this, then this, then this, right? And that's how we've been taught. It's our culture. We put things in formulas a lot. Oh, yeah. Formulas based. If it can't be put into a formula, then we don't understand it. We don't know how to apply it into our lives for sure. Yeah. So I teach a chemistry class and we teach the scientific method first. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, always put it in the scientific method, always put it in the scientific method. And then one of my students says, why do we always have to do that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I want to say because I said so, and I want to say because this is how all scientists do it. But then I got to thinking about these difference between the Western and Eastern thinking. And I'm like, how did scientists in the East do it? I don't know. I don't know either, but that's what I'm going to find out. Because I be really interesting. Seen, feel that culture divide for sure all the time. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah. think one way of thinking is better than another. I don't think we're saying that. We just... No, we're saying we can benefit from each other. Yeah, for we sure. We really can. And I'll give you several examples. But um, let's talk about the history of this Western thinking. This, it comes from the Greeks and the Romans. We are a Greek and Roman culture. Right. Whether we accept that or not, it's true, right? Yes, that's, what we, that's where the founding fathers were based off of. That's where they drew their conclusions from. Well, they actually did both. Did they? They really did. I felt like it was more of the, definitely the Western way of thinking. They did use Roman um, government to, to, to do their and Everything thinking was about that. reason. Yes, they did. But they also looked to the Hebrew culture a lot. Really? And they looked to the Native American culture a lot. I guess that's true, but I never would have thought. Yeah, those are definitely two different ways of thinking. For yeah, sure. they really did a great job on combining both cultures. Well, it seems like we're still, we lean pretty hard Western way of thinking. Well, I'm talking about the founding fathers, right? That's what they did to create our government. I had no clue. I didn't know that. But now our whole culture has leaned really towards just the analytical. No wonder it's criticized. No wonder the Western, you hear that a lot, like the Western way of thinking is wrong or 
Oh, that's so Western of you to think that way. <laughs> I hear that a lot, actually, mm-hmm. especially yeah. from my followers on TikTok who are not necessarily in this country or are in a different culture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Western. We are deep into the Western culture of, well, the philosophy, right? We have philosophy mm-hmm. as our as our uh, as our foundation with the Greeks. Um, the Romans had the um, the the government and 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 that kind of setup and what they were doing, but then there's the opposite. That's where the Greek and the Roman culture comes from. That's what we're in. <clears throat> but the Easterners, they um, they include the China, Russia, Egypt. Uh, Hebrews, all of that, have that culture. And what makes them different is that they don't think the way we do. They think, if you can think of the word, poetically. Okay. We are prose and they are poetic, okay? Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is they think in symbols. So did you know that the, how many words we are, have in the English language? Uh, thousands. Tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. We have a lot of words. 716,000 words that we have in the English words that I, that I just looked up like, just That's a couple a weeks lot. ago. I looked it up on Wikipedia, right? That's how mm-hmm. many words we currently are using in 2020. Actually, it was 2019 number. Oh, okay. okay so we might have more now. 719,000, okay? How many words do you think the Hebrew language has? Um, I'd probably venture to guess pretty close to that. 100,000? Eight. Eight words? 8,000. Oh, 8,000 8, words. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what we used in... Now they have some new words language. that, you know, like, like computer or things like that, that they have to bring in that are English words that are now part yeah. of Hebrew and stuff like that. But no, a total of 8,000 words. I mean, isn't that the amount of words that we use on a daily basis? Oh, easy. Yeah. And what's English with words. all these extra words? <laughs> yeah. What is with all those extra words, right? Every time we come up with something new, we have to have a new word. We have to add a new word to it. Yeah. The selfie right? was a few years ago. Uh... There's the new word. Yeah, there's lots of there's, we, for to For us to describe something, we have to have all of these words to describe it. And if we can't describe it, we'll invent a new word to describe it. That is interesting. That we now, do what that, do the Hebrews it? do? I don't know what do they the do. The Hebrew language is so rich in pictures and in symbolism that even their very letters are pictures and words and stories. I did know that. Yeah. One letter. Okay, so if that's the case, can you imagine now? So if they say one word, it could mean this. But if they add a tiny little ending or a tiny little something or a vowel to it, it could mean this. Instead of changing the words and adding Doesn't words to it. Doesn't that seem more confusing? The difference between prose and poetry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Poetry is a lot harder to write. Poetry is a lot harder to analyze. Because we're analytical, as Westerners. It's, this is why I, I think Bohemian Rhapsody, that song, it's so random, so weird and strange, and yet it was it is voted one of the you know greatest songs of all time. Why? Because it was poetry. It wasn't actual. Like it made 
a lot of nonsense. Yeah. And none, of, none of it really made... And, it, and it's interesting to me that we reject anything that doesn't make sense like that. Oh, yeah, we do. If it doesn't have an analytical uh, timeline and make it sense from growth to death, right? It has to be it has cyclical. It to be explained and exactly, yeah. right? Interesting. Then we can't get it. So the, a good example of this is the creation story. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So we look, as Westerners, read the creation story and say, on day one, God created order. And day two, God separated the land and the water. On day three, God in did literal this, right? days in literal days. In literal days, right? Okay. And well, and it depends on which religion you are too, because a day is a thousand years, and or a day is one day, right? It doesn't whatever. And if that and it, we can't have day four happen before day one. Heavens, that doesn't make sense. And so it's which is actually why we came this up with way. time, which is why we came up with all these things to explain whatever yeah. things that we couldn't explain. But then it gets really confusing for us members of the church of Jesus Christ. We go and say, well, in the temple, it says the creation story happened on this day, one day, two day, three day, four day, five day, six. And if we go to Genesis, well, Genesis day. is mixed up because Genesis says this and it's different. And then we add the book of Moses and book of Moses is different than the creation story and the temple altogether. And we're just like, Oh, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what do you do. It's because we're analytical. And we can't think in symbolisms? And we can't think in symbolisms. Now, who wrote the creation story? The first creation story that we have in the book of Genesis. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Moses. Moses. Yeah. And what kind of thinker was Moses? He was a Hebrew. Yeah, he was. Right? And he thought in Hebrew form. So you're saying that we can't really truly understand the 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 creation story and it'll make absolutely nonsense unless we see it through the eyes of of hebrew correct makes sense if you study hebrew poetry and see and look at the creation story in hebrew poetry it's amazing it really is amazing and let me just give you an idea okay? okay so the first three days were settings he created the earth he created Light the land, dark. he created the sky, yep. he created the, the, the solar system, right? Well, not, not, the, not the sun, the earth, and the things, right? right, right. You kind of, space and land and water and air, okay? Those are what he created. Yeah. And that's the first part of the poem. The second part of the poem is he puts life into them. He puts the sun and the moon and the planets into space. Okay. He puts flying animals into the air. He puts swimming animals into the water. He puts crawling and creeping things onto the land. That's the poem. So what about the plants and the animals, right? He likened the plants in the poetry poem. He likened the plants to male and female. Interesting. Seeds. And the plants are likened to men. The fruit of the plant is likened to women. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you can tell men have this carry the seeds and women produce the fruit, right? Uh, that makes sense. Total sense. It's poetic. It has nothing to do with day one, day two, day three, day four. It has nothing to do with that. It's all poetic. Interesting. So it's more of a, a parable. 
rather than it's a poem so I, that makes total sense and why why there's a lot of people who reject religion because they see it through the eyes of the western thinking yeah and if it doesn't make sense, if it's not logical, if it's not a timeline specific, if it's not built upon a foundation and all <laughs> yeah. this, then we don't get it. Yeah. And we reject it. We do. Yeah. We think that there's this magical, uh, they call it magical guy in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just not how I see it, right? <laughs> right, like, right. I don't see it that way. So you can think of it two ways also. You know, I, I, I call poetry and prose, right? But you could also think of it as a um, a scientist would be the would be the Western thinker, uh-huh. right? This happens, then this happens. And if I do this, then this will happen, that kind of thing. Looking for the laws and, and the principles. Now, laws and principles are great on both sides. And they're okay? important. And they're important in both. But uh, of the poetry one or the... The Eastern thinking can be likened to an artist, just using a paintbrush, just flipping things and just going there, you know, just doing random things. And then they make this gorgeous painting, right? So scientist versus an artist. Yeah. Completely And none of, none of them are smarter or not no. less smart than the other. No. I find it interesting. I, no wonder people that have a right brain, right brain and left brain, remember there's that. <laughs> yes. It's not literally that, but right. there is there's this idea of left braining logical and right braining with all these these things and and I notice with within anytime people have this right brain mentality or creativity like I do or like I did growing up, I've now developed my left brain and developed and put started to put things into words now um but we feel very ostracized. Yeah, and and it's very, and if and it's if actually that, be, it's actually getting better in our culture, I where we're so accepting too. art and music, and things like that better. You know, not maybe not in the school systems yet, but but outside that, we're accepting the music and we're accepting art more clearly than we did just even twenty years ago. Yeah, and I'm realizing that the art is really what's changing it that art is really mm-hmm. what changes the culture mm-hmm. yep. and i think and that's music. why yeah art and music mm-hmm. is really what changes the hearts i think yeah logically you can't hash it out logically every time no i've realized that is that no matter how good your point is mm-hmm. if it's not based in hope and charity and love and creativity then people won't receive it right and they'll reject it yep yeah exactly so there is a name that is out there for both of these. Oriental thinking is the Eastern thinking okay. because it's in the Orient, right? And the Western thinking is Occidental thinking. Occidental thinking is what the Western, the analytical ways. Yeah. And honestly, we need both, right? We yeah, need both. we do. But there is an amazing, so Sidney Sperry um, said this quotation, and I want to read it because it's that good, okay? He says, In thought and speech, the Oriental is an artist. In Occidental, on the other hand, may be thought of as an architect. Mm-hmm. When speaking, the Oriental paints a scene whose total effect is true, but the details may be inaccurate. Okay? The Occidental tends to draw diagrams to an accurate detail. When our Lord spoke of the mustard seed as less than all the seeds 
that be in the earth, that's a quotation, less than all the seeds, right? The plant is greater than all the herbs, talking about the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. He was speaking as an oriental. God speaks oriental, right? And any good botanist knows that the mustard seed, which is called the cyanide, of which Jesus spoke, though small, is not the smallest seed in the world, nor is it the greatest of all herbs. Uh oh, so was Jesus lying? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's th- he's just telling, right? He's just, he he's painting you a picture of a tiny tiny seed. That's all you need of faith to grow to change mountains, yeah. right? It's the greatest of all herbs. He's not saying it is the greatest of all herbs. He's not being specific or literal or yeah. literal. He's being ox- oriental, right? He's speaking in symbols. He's speaking out of love. So yeah, that was Sidney Spurry. So giving us that idea between the difference between oriental and occidental thinking. And I love how he said that we do need both and there's flaws in both. It's kind of like it reminds me of a personality. If you do, there are two different kinds of personalities. People who are left brain and right brain thinkers, right? If you want to simplify it that much, it's not that simple. But if you want to simplify it into that much, you, you have both, you have flaws in each one, but you have strength in each one. And then both coming together is what Christ does. Mm-hmm. Christ is both logical thinking and obviously knows math very well and obviously knows how to create these, these things in a logical way, but also knows how to use symbols and things to be able to reach the hearts of men. Yeah. So it's really cool to know the difference between the two and to be able to use both of them. Like, don't read the Bible and only an Occidental thinker, right? If you read the Bible in Occident, you're going to get confused because, oh my goodness, this doesn't make sense and that doesn't make sense and you're just going to push it aside. But think as a painter. Think as it doesn't have to be exact details. Uh, Maybe that's why a lot of us struggle with Isaiah's because of our Western thinking. True that. (laughs) Yeah. Because if it doesn't, if this doesn't mean this, then yeah, it can mean multiple different things. I love Isaiah. I love Isaiah because I I'm becoming more and more of an Oriental thinker all the time, right? Just because I just love this stuff. But one of the things is he's speaking in the future as if it already happened. Yes, right? he does, think, he <laughs> he does, does do that, that doesn't he? And then he throws in, oh, and this is the time of Jesus, and Jesus will do this when he's on earth. I'm like, wait a minute, weren't we just talking about the future as if it already happened? No, we're talking about Jesus' time now. Oh, and then I'm going to go back to my time. Wait, 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 you're, you're confusing me. This is all in the same chapter? <laughs> you got Again, thinking very uh, Western way of thinking of it has to be... Do the timeline right. Do the timeline. Where's the timeline? Yeah. All, all of your pronouns are wrong. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> your past tense and present tense don't make sense, right? Yeah. You get all confused because you're a Western thinker. Think as a painter. Think as a poet. And you will make, it'll make your Bible reading. And it'll make it easier more. for you to understand and come closer to Christ as you understand both ways of thinking. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, and your the understanding what Christ taught with parables will open up your mind. Yeah, It'll and, open and not up. Not one everything. parable means one thing either. I've noticed. Oh that. no, heavens! No. It can mean a myriad of different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So 
Our challenge for you or an invitation to you today is become more of an oriental thinker. Think poetically. Think as a painter. And you will get so much more out of the scripture study. You'll get more out of your day. And you won't have to worry so much. I really think that's a big part of it. <laughs> we worry so much about not having all the right details. Or not having all the answers either. Yeah. And that's kind of that another way, Western way of thinking. If something doesn't have an explanation, it must not exist. And that's just not true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. So more Oriental thinking. Yep. And if you're more of an oriental thinker, maybe come down to earth a little bit too. So it's a good balance. Yeah, find a yep. balance. Find a balance. Yep. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. See you on the next one. This has been Gospel Theory, a Called to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.